your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news, so make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast. But it is a football Friday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. We have to recap everything that you need to know from a very difficult Thursday joint practice for the Titans against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then, of course, we need to go position by position through the offense and the defense and preview everything you need to know heading into Saturday night's preseason game against the Buccaneers as well. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys, I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content here on the Locked On Titans podcast all year long. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the Locked On Titans podcast by subscribing on whatever platform you stream podcasts or subscribing to the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Make sure that you smash that notification bell so you know when any of my episodes go live. Check me out on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod as well. But again, a lot to go over. A very tough day for the Titans in Tampa Bay. And then the Titans do have their second preseason game on Saturday night. We're going to get into all of that on this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Titans fans, let's get it. Diving straight in. And I'm a little bit of a uh, of a nerd, to be honest with you guys. I get real nerdy about my football, so it may not be a shock to any of you, but I'm a big Star Wars fan, and if you guys recall the original trilogy from the 70s and 80s, episode four was A New Hope, and quite frankly, that's how we all felt yesterday coming off of Wednesday's practice where the Titans' defense seemed to dominate the GOAT Tom Brady and the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but if any of you guys are Star Wars fans as well, you know what came right after A New Hope. And it was Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. And quite frankly, that's exactly what happened on Thursday. Darth Brady and his uh, Buccaneer troopers were able to really put it on the Titans in every single aspect. It was a very, very bad day of practice for the Titans. And as a matter of fact, head coach Mike Vrabel even said, quote unquote, it sucked. The effort sucked. So anytime you got the head coach coming out and saying that the team sucked, you could take his word for it. And kind of breaking down everything that happened, it really started in one-on-one drills with the Titans defensive backs going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number one wide receivers. First and foremost, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He showed it on Thursday. He dismantled anybody that the Titans put on him, specifically rookie Caleb Farley, who got a ton of work on Mike Evans. And 
Unlike some of the highlights we saw on Wednesday, Farley wasn't as effective on Evans on Thursday. Evans was given everyone the business, though, and every single report, whether it came from Titans beat writers, whether it came from Tampa Bay folks, all of it just said that Mike Evans was unguardable. And along with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the other wide receiver, was just balling out there as well. The Titans couldn't stop either of those guys, and quite frankly, most of the NFL was un- unable to stop most of, uh, both those guys for most of last year, but it wasn't just the wide receivers. Rob Gronkowski tore the Titans secondary, their safeties, their linebackers apart on Thursday. So Mike Rabel was right. It sucked. The Buccaneers won most of the team periods. There was a end-of-the-game drill, basically, where the game is on the line at the end. Ryan Tannehill threw an interception at the goal line to... Levante David, while Tom Brady's squad went three for three and got touchdowns on every single one of those. The second groups went in, Logan Woodside, two for two, two interceptions. So he threw back-to-back interceptions basically to end practice. So uh, leaving a bad taste in the mouth of every Titans player and all of the Titans coaches. Now the next big part of practice on Thursday outside of the Titans just getting beat squarely, handily on offense and defense. The next big thing is the fights. Fight, world star. There were five, count them, five altercations on Thursday. Things got started when Antonio Brown got mad at Chris Jackson, Titans cornerback, for being a little handsy in a one-on-one drill. And Antonio Brown ended up ripping off Chris Jackson's helmet and cold clocking him right in the mouth. I mean, it's well-documented. The pictures are everywhere. Antonio Brown definitely caught him. And some Titans fans are calling it a sucker punch. I'm sorry, but if you're right in somebody's face, you rip their helmet off their head and then punch them in the mouth, nothing about that is a sucker punch. Quite frankly, Chris Jackson was the worst cornerback in the NFL last year. He's embarrassing the Titans getting cold-clocked out on the practice field. He's going to make the roster, and I'm not going to be happy about it. Just want to throw that out there. But also, Fred Brown and Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Herb Miller, got in a fight during special teams. Nick DeZubnar and KJ Britt, the linebacker from Tampa Bay, got in an altercation during special teams. Also, Devin White, the inside linebacker for the Buccaneers, slammed down Jeremy McNichols during a team period, which caused wide receiver Cam Batson to get into his face. Cam, I love the intensity, buddy, but the guy's got... About four inches, probably 40 to 50 pounds on you. Just be careful out there. Just be, The Titans can't lose any more wide receivers. And then ultimately, which was surprising this didn't happen earlier, Big Jeff and star center for the Buccaneers, Ryan Jensen, got in a little tussle as well. So the tensions were very, very high on this day, and they boiled over quite a bit. But I do want to mention a couple positives here as we go forward. Fred Brown, with a ton of Titans wide receivers not participating, we'll get into that in a second. Fred Brown stepped up. He was one of the only positives for the Titans on the day in special teams and as a receiver. And then Sam Kickin' Ficken continues to impress. Poor Tucker McCann was playing well, kicking well. And then you get injured, and it just creates an opportunity for somebody else. Sam Ficken went 9 for 10 on the day on field goals. His only miss being a 48-yarder, and some of those field goals were over 50 yards. So a great day for Ficken, who is now 48 of 53 kicks with the Titans since he signed. I mean, I don't know how the Titans could go with McCann over Ficken at this point in time, especially if he kicks well on Saturday night. I mean, 
you're not going to be able to and stop him from getting on this roster. But uh, with that being said, always got to remind you guys who didn't participate for the Titans. No Julio Jones. Duh. No A.J. Brown. No Nate Davis. No Ben Jones. No Darrington Evans. No Dane Crookshank. No Tucker McCann. No Danico Autry. No Matthias Farley. No Jeff Swaim. No Marcus Johnson. No Brady Brees. I think it is worth pointing out here that the Titans got dismantled by the Bucks on Thursday, but, I mean, the Titans barely have their starting offense out there. And something I got to give credit to Paul Kaharski, he kind of put this out there first, but the Titans have had 16 practices now since they came back for training camp. Not a single second did they have all 11 of their offensive starters out on the field. Going to be really tough to develop continuity. Going to be really tough to get on the same page if you don't practice together. Mike Vrabel himself said today that practice habits become game reality. And it's hard to develop good practice habits if your starters aren't out there. So I feel like that is worth noting here. But the Titans got to find a way to get those starters together before the season kicks off. And they have to do it soon. Also, just a little roster transaction on the back end. Uh, Brent Qualley who is a backup offensive lineman, an offensive tackle for the Titans. He was injured. He was placed on IR. And they brought back Paul Adams, who was cut earlier in the week when the Titans trimmed down the roster to 85. So welcome back, Paul Adams. See ya, Brent Qualley. But that's going to do it for our first segment here. That is everything you need to know from Thursday's joint practice against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are going to go into a preview of the Titans' second preseason game taking place Saturday night in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy, and it comes from our friends over at Built Bar. They have 12 delicious flavors on the website right now. They're always rotating in some occasionally limited time flavors as well, so there's something for everyone. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're absolutely delicious. I'm not on a diet or any kind of health regimen or anything like that, as maybe you can tell, but uh, I still like to eat the Built Bars like a candy bar just because they taste good, but it's not just the taste. They are healthy for you as well. Low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. Make sure that you check out all of the different flavors Built Bar has available by going to BuiltBar.com and using the promo code LOCKED15. That's promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off on your next order at BuiltBar.com. Titans fans, we are going to continue this Football Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We just broke down everything that you need to know from Titans joint practice on Thursday with the Buccaneers. Now, we're going to preview Saturday night's game against the Buccaneers. We'll all be watching, and there are a lot of position battles to pay attention to, not only on the offense, but on the defense. And of course, I will never forget about special So we're going to dive into all of that. Now, I do want to take a quick moment. I'm not advertising anything, but I just want to say thank you so much to all of you guys who are supporting the YouTube channel, supporting this new venture. I know that there have been some audio issues here in the past week with starting the new YouTube streams, and some of you guys have even reached out to me to let me know about that. I'm working on that. There are some bugs. This is a new process, and I'm going to get it right for you guys and make sure. So feel free to let me know if you experience issues with the audio, with the video, anything like that. 
Not perfect, and I can admit that, but I am striving to be. So thank you so much to everyone who stayed patient with me during this process as I kind of get things going the proper way. And also, big shout out to the couple of guys who made sure they reached out to me and let me know when they saw some issues, whether it be lighting or audio or whatever. I, I can't improve the show for you guys unless you let me know where the issues lie. I try to pick up on everything, but either way, just want to say thank you all so much. But let's get into this preview of Saturday night's game, I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball. And while a lot of people are ready to declare Logan Woodside the winner of the backup quarterback spot, I'm not quite ready to do that. I thought Matt Barkley played well last week when he was in there, despite the pressure and despite playing with the third stringers. Logan Woodside got to play with the second stringers, and he had a very good day too. I, I can admit that, of course. But... I don't think that it was substantially better enough to completely lock down this contest and, and call the fight. I don't see that. So I want to see a little bit more Matt Barkley in this game. I would imagine we're not going to get any Ryan Tannehill again. So probably a full half of Logan Woodside, a full half of Matt Barkley. But at some point, I would like to see Matt Barkley get a run with the number twos, whether it be in the second quarter and they go first quarter Woodside, second quarter Barkley, and then flip-flop that in the second half. Woodside can go in the third, Barkley in the fourth, whatever they want to do. I just want to see even footing for these guys as they battle it out because, of course, as you know, I'm skeptical of Logan Woodside. But that's not the only backfield battle that is going on right now. The third running back spot and what could end up being the backup running back spot if Darrington Evans doesn't get healthy quickly. That battle still rages. I thought for sure going into training camp that Brian Hill, the veteran off his best season of his career last year in Atlanta, would take home that third roster spot for the running backs. But it does not appear to be that cut and dry. Jeremy McNichols obviously has a little bit of trust in the organization. And then undrafted free agent running back Makai Sargent out of Iowa has been the most impressive running back to me so far in the Titans' first preseason game. So he could carve himself out a role there as well. At wide receiver, where all of the competition is really taking place, uh, the depth questions here. You got Chester Rogers, who I think is on his way to securing a roster spot because of what he adds, not only as a receiver in the slot, where the Titans are using him a lot, but also as a punt returner. Marcus Johnson, did he get a maintenance day? If Marcus Johnson is getting maintenance days during joint practices, he made the roster. That's all there is to that. So is he hurt? Was it a maintenance stay? We will probably find out on Saturday if he's able to go out there. And with the competition going on with the wide receiver group, I don't see how anybody can willingly miss practice time or game time at this time. Uh, also, do have to mention Nick Westbrook, Akina. He actually played okay on Thursday, but not enough for me to throw him in our first segment. So he's got to continue to battle it out. You got Josh Reynolds, AJ, Julio, all big physical wide receivers ahead of him. So he's going to have to continue pushing and be good on special teams. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, you still got Cam Batson, who's fighting with Chester Rogers for those slot receiver spots. Fred Brown, Mason Kinsey, the rookies, Des Fitzpatrick, and Racy McMath. Keeping our eye on that wide receiver group is going to be incredibly important. It's not the only pass catchers we got to watch, though, at wide receiver. We got to check out the tight end group. Who is going to win that third tight end spot? We know Jeff Swain. We know Anthony Ferkser. But outside of that, with the signing of Luke Stalker, I thought, eh, yeah, they're going to go with the veteran who they've had in the organization before. But I wasn't very impressed 
with what Stalker did out on the field on Friday night. And I was impressed by Tommy Hudson. And Tommy Hudson is known as a blocking tight end, but he has a little bit more ability to be a receiver than Luke Stalker. And that versatility might give him a head above. Got to pay attention to which tight end gets the most targets while those two are out there together, which tight end is being used in which ways. Make sure that you pay attention to number 85, Luke Stalker, number 89, Tommy Hudson at tight end. Of course, you have Miller Forrestal, Crack Miller. It's Forrestal time. Uh, I don't think that he's going to have a chance to get up in that third tight end spot, but you know, with good play, could end up on the Titans practice squad. And who knows? They could keep four tight ends, and he could slide in there. Jared Pinckney seems to be at the bottom of the depth chart right now, so hard to consider him in that race. But he probably has the most natural talent of any of the guys that I just named at tight end, so you can't rule him out. On the offensive line, a lot of good competition taking place there, especially at tackle. Quessenberry at right tackle. Watch him. Can he be the starting right tackle for the Titans with Ty Sambrilo coming back from injury? Kendall Lamb is injured right now. Dylan Radins is a rookie, has been up and down. Questenberry started at right tackle in the last preseason game, so got to watch him. He's definitely going to be an option, but will Ty Sambrilo play in this game? It does appear that he was getting reps, full go reps, during joint practices, so if Ty Sambrilo is able to go out there, are they going to start Sambrilo at left tackle? Because Taylor Lewan probably not going to play in the game. Are they going to start Sambrilo at left tackle and then have Questenberry at right tackle? Or do they want to get a look at Sambrilo at right tackle so they know what that looks like? The Titans are not answering a lot of questions right now. I know that they're trying to keep everybody healthy, but you have to have some answers at some of these position battles going into the year so you know who needs to be on the roster and what roles they need to fill. And with all of the players sitting out of practice every single day, I don't see how the Titans are going to be able to answer those questions. They need to get on that soon. There's still about three and a half weeks before the season starts, but they don't have a lot of of time. Also, on the interior, Daniel Murner has really been struggling throughout camp with his snaps. I thought he was pretty bad in Friday night's game against Atlanta. So, will Cole Barnwart, the undrafted free agent from Iowa, be able to take his spot on the roster? Something to watch for. Barnwart, I thought, played better, better than Murner in that last game. And obviously, keep your eye on Dylan Radins, the rookie, number 75, at right guard to start, moving out to tackle throughout the game. He could be the Titans' longtime starter at right tackle, so any evaluation we can have on him will be a good one. But we are going to dive into the defensive side of the ball and special teams to cap off this Football Friday, previewing Saturday night's preseason game number two for the Titans. Before we get into that, though, do want to remind you guys about BetOnline.ag. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams get back on the gridiron to start the season. As always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all your pro and college football action. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest that are both open right now at BetOnline. Head to the website. You can use your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up for free today. And when you do sign up, make sure that you use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll actually get a 100% Welcome bonus. They are literally matching every dollar 
that you deposit. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th season opener game between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And even if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, go to betonline.ag today. Once again, use that promo code Locked On for a 100% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are going to cap off this Friday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast, a football Friday edition, as we do have a game. On Saturday night, and we are smack dab in the middle of our preseason preview. Talked about the offense. Now we're going to move into the defensive battles to watch during this game. Before we get into that, I want to tell you guys where to get the best information possible before you head over to place your bets on betonline.ag, and that is the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. So we're going to dive into these defensive position battles to watch on Saturday night, and we'll start with the interior defensive line. And of course, I have been really enjoying watching Tyre Tart and Laurel Murchison, the second-year defensive line combo. They've been impressive, not only in the last preseason game, but also during training camp, during these joint practices. We've seen their names mentioned. So can't wait to watch them. Hope they're able to keep up that stellar play against a very stout interior offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their starters probably aren't going to be playing, so I would imagine Lorel Murchison and Tyre Tart should be able to eat. Also, moving down further in the depth chart, you got a guy like Anthony Hamilton. You got a guy, or my apologies, Woodrow Hamilton, Anthony Rush, Naquan Jones, all fighting for probably one spot along the interior defensive line. Have to watch those backup D-lines and see who can make the cut for the Titans at edge. Of course, we're all excited to see the Dream Weaver and Rashad Weaver. But John Simon, Derek Roberson, the Titans are going to count on these dudes. Remember the pass rush problems last year. Signing Bud Dupree and drafting Rashad Weaver doesn't solve that issue. They need improvements from Derek Roberson. They need Simon to be something. So got to watch those guys, making sure they do it well. Wyatt Ray also played very well in the previous preseason game. Hopefully he's able to contend that. The Titans need as much reinforcements on the edge as possible. At inside linebacker, this is a very interesting one because the Titans just brought back Nick DeZubnar. You know that you're going to have David Long and Monty Rice as the backup actual linebackers, but that fifth linebacker spot on the interior, probably going to be a special teams only guy. So Jan Johnson, Nick DeZubnar, Justin March, even Ola Adani. I know he's playing outside linebacker, but from a special teams perspective, all of those dudes are really going to have to prove it out there when they get their opportunities behind the top four. And then defensive backs. I want to focus mostly on safeties. I mean, the Titans have had so many injuries. We know Kevin Byron and Imani Hooker are going to be good to go. They're the starters, but Matthias Farley hurt. Brady Breeze hurt. Tedrick Thompson was just placed on IR. You got Clayton Gaithers, Bradley McDougal, 
out there? Are those guys going to be ready to go in this game? And are they going to know enough on the defensive side of the ball with the playbook to be able to play well and maybe get themselves a roster spot? These are veteran guys who have played a lot of snaps in the NFL. I don't think the Titans are playing around anymore with the safety position. They're going to get vets in here who they know know how to play. And though they may not be as talented as the starters, they're still more reliable than some of the younger guys like a Crookshank or a Breeze, something like that. So it makes sense that the Titans would try to get those guys up to speed as quick as possible so we can actually see what they can do out on the field. And then finally, we're going to transition into, well, at the cornerback spot. I want to see Elijah Molden. I want to see Elijah Molden. I want to see Caleb Farley. I want to see those rookies play at cornerback. They practiced all week in joint practices. Hopefully that's a good sign that they can get out there. Then, special teams, just two things really quick. The punt return battle. In my mind, it's really between Cam Batson and Chester Rogers. Whoever wins that battle, probably going to lock down a roster spot over the other guy. I would say the clubhouse leader right now is Chester Rogers, but can't rule Batson out if he's able to make a few plays on Saturday night. And then finally, the kicker position. Will Tucker McCann be healthy enough to kick in that game? He didn't practice all week, so I'm going to say probably not. He won't be able to kick in the game, and that just gives more opportunity to Sam Ficken. And if Ficken kicks well again and makes all his kicks, there's just no way that the Titans can go a different direction. It's unfortunate because it's mostly injury-related for Tucker McCann, but hey, man, it's football, and sometimes those are the breaks. Break it up, break it up, break it up. Well, reference Easter egg for my hip-hop fans out there. But that is going to do it for me today, folks. I'm probably going to have an uh, instant reaction video up on Saturday night after the game concludes like I did last Friday night. You guys gave me over 600 views on that on YouTube. It's my best video to date. So thank you very much for all that support. And I hope you guys support my instant reaction uh, pod and video as well. But that's going to do it for me today. That's going to do it for this week of the Locked on Titans podcast. The first week of the show that every single episode was also live on YouTube. I'm proud of me. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. Got through all the little audio issues, everything. Uh, just very appreciative, very grateful for all of you guys. But excited for a Tennessee Titans football game this weekend. I'll be back to recap everything with you guys. That's going to do it for me today, though. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.